Welcome back, everybody, to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. Why does it feel like it's been forever since I've been back on the podcast? I don't think it has. It's been like, what, eight days or something? But uh, maybe that's because the regular season, the playoffs, the NBA season is over. Uh, So there's less for me to talk about on an ongoing basis. But as I will get to in this podcast, plenty more to talk about in the following months before the NFL season. I'm going to get to that a little bit later. Uh, For now, let's get to some business, right? Follow us at The Odds Breakers on all social media. That's on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us at theoddsbreakers.com. Check out the site, all the podcasts, all the free articles. I mean, I dare say The Odds Breakers is kind of the OG sports betting article site in the in the country right now, right? They're just like not a lot of sites do it like The Odds Breakers. Um, just a lot of sharp writers, a lot of guys that have guys and gals that have passion for what we do here in sports betting, a lot of free content. And you can also get our premium picks. Check out my page there at the odds breakers. Uh, you could probably see my page, the link right there on the main odds Breakers site. Uh, I think it's just slash Chris Farley or slash Chris dash Farley. I should probably know that offhand, but check out my premium plays at the odds breakers. Got some huge discounts coming out right now for the upcoming NFL season. And then for, you know, you can get it for the whole year. You can get it for the upcoming NBA season. So let me know as my work computer makes noises in the background. Gotta love that. Also, uh, follow me at Farley Bets across all social media as well. Uh, amping up those TikToks, obviously on Twitter a lot, on Instagram a lot. Uh, happy to take any DMs from any of you at any time too. If you have any questions, just shoot in those DMs. Let me know. Be happy to talk about it on the show, and you might have more questions when you hear what's coming up this summer for laying the points. And finally, guess what? We got a promo code here, laying the points. Very exciting. Uh, I've always wanted to be one of those podcasts, you know, who get a promo code. Because for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, we've been doing this for free, right? I've been—I don't make any money from this podcast. I just like talking sports. I like talking sports betting. Uh, you know, we make a little side coin on premium packages and obviously our own bets. Um, but now we have a promo code and that's exciting. So this show, Laying the Points, is being sponsored by BetRivers.com for a 100% sign-up bon- bonus up to $250. Please use the promo code FARLEYODDS. That's F as in Foxtrot, A-R-L-E-Y-O-D-D-S, FARLEYODDS, terms and conditions and location apply. Uh, would love to get some sign-up bonuses for you all. So check out that promo code at Bet Rivers. Again, that's promo code Farley Odds. All righty, let's get into this podcast. This is going to be a quick one because really I just want to review a few things, talk a little NFL, talk a little NBA, and talk about what we can look ahead here um, for, for this summer, for laying the points. Because I think, uh, you know, trying to go about things – a little bit differently. I could talk about baseball. We could handicap baseball on the show, but I'm the first to tell you, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert in MLB. I mean, I dare say very few are feeling like experts this year in baseball, right? Because it's just, I mean, the variance has been wild. Um, So, I mean, I have a losing record currently. I'll be very transparent about that. Our units are negative. We're over minus 10 units. You know, we're, we're charging ahead. Right. We're getting some good value. We're figuring things out as much as we can, because that's kind of just baseball right now. Um, Pitchers who have been 
just elite in the past or kind of clumsy. Again, some new guys coming up. You know, I, th- I think some of it is just because the talent um, on the mound, right? The talent in these lineups is just, you know, it's it's not as disparate as it used to be. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of talent, right? There's a lot of great athletes and you have results that end up being very shocking and surprising at times. You know, you have teams like the Mets, like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, uh, who have been very consistent for the most part, but not a lot of consistency otherwise. Um, so we could talk about baseball. I would like to have some guests on my show this summer that can talk about baseball better than me. Maybe a Nick Hub, maybe a Sherwood. Hat, uh, shout out to Sherwood if you're out there listening. Probably not because he's a busy man. You, you check him out at sportswagers.ca. Canadian sports better. But he, I mean, pretty much handicaps all sports that we know about, and he's excellent. And I've been following him for a long time. We'd love to get him on the pod, possibly. Maybe some other guests. Um, so we might talk MLB in the future, but for now, you know, I'm going to stay out of that lane. Um, we're going to prep for the NFL season on laying the points. A lot of prep coming up. We're going to bring Bobo Betts, obviously, back in the show very often. I would love to have LVC, Las Vegas Chris, on this podcast to talk some football, some NFL futures, maybe some predictions for week one, uh, some areas where maybe we expect regression or we expect, or some some surprises that people might not expect uh, of some teams that could be improving. Uh, so guys and gals, you know, so like LVC, like Ron A Sports, like Kate Constable, I know she wants to bet the NFL too this upcoming season. We'll have her back probably to talk NBA and maybe WNBA in the middle of the season. We'd love to have Josh C. and Alex from the BetUS NBA show that has sadly ended for this season, but we'll be back. We'll be back. Um, Clive Bixby, he's handicapping, uh, the WNBA as well. Good for him entering into that marketplace. Very sharp guy. Um, and I'm sure he'll figure that out sooner than later. So we got a lot of potential guests on the slate. Uh, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to bring one on per week. And then the other podcast as usual will be just me. And that's going to be something that I like to call the summer series, laying the points summer series that's going to be focused on betting philosophies, theories, and strategies. And when I say that, the reason why I say that is because at this point, right, it's theory. When we think about science, uh, what is science? Science are things that have been proven over time by peer-reviewed scientists, doctors, experts in their field, right? That's what a science is. You need to exponentially prove something beyond a shadow of a doubt in order for it to become a fact, right? Objective reality. Otherwise, it's a theory. And there's a lot of theories in handicapping right now. Uh, Sports Wagering University at Sports Wager U. Probably should have mentioned them at the beginning. Check them out. Go to Sports Wager U. Uh, sportswageru.com. Check out the courses that are up right now. I just put up an MBA psychology course. I think you might enjoy that. It's very much my style, my niche, uh, but kind of introduces a new way, a new perspective to look at MBA betting and how we've been so successful. Uh, but the, these are theories, right? They're theories that I found work, but there's a lot of theories out there. There are guys and gals who are modelers, Right. Or there or there's guys and girls that look deeply into trends 
like not just like superficial trends, right? They try to pick out patterns over short and long periods of time that can really expose potential edges, right? That's that's how we win in sports betting, right? As we try to gain an edge. So anything from theories on handicapper psychology, like what is gambler's fallacy, what is confirmation bias, um, things like the power of the quarterback or the NBA superstar, handicapping weather, handicapping referees, how to handicap bullpen versus starting pitchers, why Sundays in the NBA and baseball can be so strange, handicapping solo sports like tennis, boxing, MMA, golf, bankroll management topics like transparency and wins, ROI, units one, lower level markets and how to expose them. All of these things are elements and factors that play into sports betting, certainly play into my sports betting on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly basis as we try to handicap all these sports. So I want to get into theories in sports betting on this podcast this summer until the NFL season arrives. And then, of course, me and Bobo bet Steve, my Circa Millions partner, my Circa Millions winner, winning partner, will return to the pod come NFL season and we will break down those NFL games like we always do in preparation for our Circa picks. Uh, But until then, we're going to talk sports. We're going to talk picks here and there. But I also want to just get into sports betting philosophy and theory and strategy because that, you know, that's a real need, right? Like, listen, there's a lot of talented handicappers out there, a lot of talented sports bettors out there, but the ability to teach and interpret technical language, right? The nuances of sports betting into actionable approaches. For example, a lot of people talked about the Boston Celtics and how much they turned the ball over in the NBA finals, right? That was a big factor in that game. That's, that's a big reason why they lost. But why were they turning the ball over? Right. It's not just that simple. It's not like, well, you don't turn the ball over. You're not going to lose. There's a little more than that. Right. Why were they turning the ball over? What were the Warriors doing? What was Boston doing to create these mistakes? Why was Boston more uh, showed more of a proclivity to turn the ball over? How about something like Odell Beckham in the Super Bowl? Why did we like Odell Beckham in the Rams and Bengals Super Bowl last year, which I think he would have got like 10 catches if he didn't get injured in the first half. I mean, he was smoking those cornerbacks and safeties, uh, looking like elite Odell. There are reasons why we loved him in the Super Bowl. Still think still think that prop should have hit. That was one of our biggest plays of the year, that was, so that was pretty disappointing. Um, but just breaking things like that down so that we can break it into theory, but into actionable tactics that you can take to win in your sports bets. And that's what I want to talk about more in laying the points during this quote-unquote off-season. All right, let's talk about some of the things that just happened, and then I'll get into some NFL. But first, the NBA Finals. So just a few things to circle back and note. First of all, you know, let's talk about where we were wrong or where we were right. I love that Colin Coward does that on his daily show. Uh, maybe I'll start doing that more often. I don't want to copy him. But it's important to let people know when you were right. Because ain't no one else going to do that for you, right? But it's also important to let people know when you were wrong. So where were we, we were wrong? We overvalued Boston too, just like everybody else. Like in game six, I thought that was going to be Boston's game. At home, I know they haven't played it well, very well at home. <clears throat> Excuse me. But on the road, they just lost. 
They typically pick themselves up. Brazilian team, big spot for Tatum. And that's why I like the over too, because if you saw in the in the playoffs and the NBA finals when Boston was aggressive and attacked, the pace went up extremely in those games. Because usually what teams do, right, is they oh, well, Boston's going to try to beat us with their offense. Yeah, right. I'm going to slap right back at you, especially the Warriors, right? The Warriors would uh, go on tears in transition right down the court, even after a made basket from Boston, to try to overpower that rhythm that Boston was gaining in those games that they won. But we lost our last two bets. We, I mean, we were almost sitting at 58% towards the end of the NBA playoffs, went down to the high 56 percentages because – we lost a few at the end. Overvaluing Boston, expecting more for them at the beginning of those games. Um, but overall, we were right, right? Because the Warriors, we said it from the beginning, the Warriors were the parents. Everybody underplays the parents. Don't listen to the parents. You're old. You're out of style, bro. I'm the new blood. <laughs> well, the Warriors are still mom and dad, you know? Uh, Boston, they're still the kids. And look at, I mean, just look at Tatum's face during the NBA Finals at certain points. Look at Marcus Smart. They look shook, right? They look tired. And that's another thing we said before that series. They had a much tougher slate of games before the NBA Finals. We're talking about the Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks, physical, physical basketball, championship basketball, championship contenders. The Warriors had tough games, but, you know, Dallas only won one. Memphis lost jaw. Memphis had that big blowout game where they, you know, they beat the Warriors by 30-plus points at home. The Warriors were laughing. Remember that? They were laughing and dancing on the on the bench. They weren't worried. That's the difference. Again, experience mattered. Poise mattered. Extremely experienced coaching mattered from Steve Kerr, that man has won so many so many championship rings as a player and a coach. Good for him. It seems like such a great dude, too. Uh, and, you know, in the end, it's about a team, right? It's not about ego. And the Golden State Warriors are led by a superstar in Steph Curry, a worldwide known superstar who doesn't play with an ego. He, he will pass the ball. He will facilitate others. Or when he has to, he will shoulder the load like few others in the NBA can do like a LeBron could do, like a Giannis could do, like a Luka has done, doesn't always do it, like a Durant can do. Steph Curry at 6'2 did things that pff, I don't know if any other 6'2 human being in the world can do against the Boston Celtics defense. But the guy isn't abrasive. He's a team player. They have a great team. They boosted their young players, and it's no surprise to us that they won. I said Warriors in seven. They won in six. That was a little surprising. And hashtag reminder, everybody, Draymond Green had one bad game. Maybe we should stop uh, trying to get on Draymond's case. It clearly doesn't help. So if you're the opponent of the, of the Golden State Warriors and you're trying to dog Draymond, maybe think twice. And that, and that, and that game six, folks, he was everywhere. Defense, rebounds, loose balls, scrappy, in your face, passionate, energetic. It ain't all about the stats. It ain't always all about the stats. So kudos to Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, great story. Andrew Wiggins, great story. Gary Payton, too, might be my new favorite player in the NBA. 
from where he came from, from how hard he worked to get to where he got to with the Golden State Warriors, how those players wanted him to come back and play with them. They did not want him to leave. Shows a lot, right? How about how the crowd cheered on uh, Gary Payton the second when he came onto the court after that injury? Came back onto the court in the NBA Finals, right? I mean, the timing of that was beautiful for the Warriors. He was an energy spark. Andre Iguodala, hearing about how those players talked about Andre Iguodala after the game and how much they look up to him, how much of a leader he was, how much of a difference he made for that team. Really, really cool stuff. And you could tell he's a great dude, right? I mean, he he might have um, come onto the court in that final minute of the NBA Finals for the final time in his career. And the first thing he did is go straight towards Andrew Wiggins, hug him, high five him, and tell him, you damn right. We did it, right? Still not thinking about himself, is he? Egoless. Those are the kind of players that the Golden State Warriors hire. That's the kind of staff they hire. And at the end of the day, it's about culture. It's about team. And that's the kind of thing that wins championships. Just ask the New England Patriots. Just ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who assembled quite a team led by quite a leader the past few years. Just ask the San Antonio Spurs back in the day, right? These are all these are all great teams. And in the end, teams, even if you're a young buck team full of talent, if you're not, if you're not working together, and sometimes if you just don't have the experience and you kind of falter in those big moments, it's going to be tough to win. Let's talk about a few NFL futures that we like. Um, I'm not going to give away all of them because I just sent quite a few futures to my premium customers, but I can talk about a few here. Steelers, seven and a half. Look, all Mike Tomlin does is win, guys. He has not had a losing season. Seven and a half. You're telling me all this man has to do is go eight and nine? Not even a winning season. And I know the AFC North is really tough, Chris. The AFC North is going to be really good, Chris. I get that. I don't know how good the Browns are going to be at first with all this Watson crap. But, you know, Cincinnati could have had kind of a Cinderella year last year. It's not like they still have a – it's not like they have a proven offensive line yet. You know, Joey, Bur- Joey Burrow still going to be in trouble probably very often. They have, a, they have a defense that overperformed last year. We'll see about the Bengals. I think they're going to be good. I, I love Joe Burrow. But we'll see. I think the Ravens are going to be a lot better. I think the Ravens are going to have a top five defense. I think Lamar Jackson is poised. They got players back from injury. You know, J.K. Dobbins, hello. Um, So, yeah, it's a tough division, but the Steelers are the Steelers. We'll talk more about them as the season comes on, but still going to be a top five defense. They have a workhorse iron running back. And, by the way, their quarterback situation, it ain't that bad. So many hot takes on Kenny Pickett right now. Everybody knows exactly what he's going to – uh, end up as right you know you know exactly what he's going to become don't you he's going to suck isn't he you have no idea <laughs> you have no idea i mean the kid has a cannon and he seems very egoless right like we just talked about seems very grateful to be in the steelers going from pit now to the pittsburgh steelers there's a lot to like about the steelers again okay okay <laughs> so seven and a half wins i think that's achievable and let's give one more. How about those Falcons? 
think the Falcons are going to be one of the worst teams of all time potentially this year. Not a lot of like to not a lot to like about the quarterback situation, offense, defense, coaching. Uh, we'll get into more of the nuances as the season goes on, but yikes. Don't like what the Falcons are going to do this year. Under four and a half. Give that to me all day on the Falcons. I also lean over on the Texans four and a half. Um, so I'll just I'll leave that there. It's just a lean for me for now. But you know, Davis Mills, not a bad quarterback. I mean, look at his stats, look at some of the things he did last year, and the guy has gusto. Right? He's not afraid. Um, and they got some guys, they got some good pickups in the draft on defense. I think the Texans could 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 probably get one win uh, against – I mean, I don't know if they're going to get a, a win against the Titans. But they could get quite a few wins even in their division. I mean, if they get three wins in their division, all they need is two more. And and, and I think the Texans are, are growing enough to where they can surprise a few teams. So four and a half is I think is a little too low for the Texans. I have it at five and a half. Um. So with that, guys, I'm going to end this because this has to be really quick. I got to go pick up my son. You know, it's just one of those weeks where I wanted to send out a podcast, but I didn't want to get too much into it. I want to let you guys know what's going on, what's coming up. Real short one today to just to talk to you and talk about what's upcoming in the world of Farley Bets. I will be entering Circa this year with Steve. I'll also be entering Circa Survivor. Uh, really looking forward to that. Um, a lot of things down the pike, a lot of potential opportunities. We'll bring them up as this podcast keeps on rolling on. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I am pumped to start talking NFL. As much as I love NBA, I could use the break. And I think I'm going to really enjoy this summer series, talking about betting philosophies and theories and strategies um, with all of you and, and bringing on some great guests. So until next time, land the points with Farley Bets. Love you all. See you all. Talk to you soon. Actually, you'll you'll hear from me next week. Okay.